0: hello everyone um I was setting up a game for tonight play against my friend Rick and I suddenly thought why don't I record what I'm thinking as I set up throw it up as a podcast um, could be pretty boring for you might help you might not uh, you can listen to this and maybe learn something or you can listen to this and then tell me what an idiot I am for forgetting so many things as I set up and I've selected frontal assault. ASL Scenario J86, so it came from the journal. Why did I select it? With my friend Rick, I tend to just play through the journal scenarios. I have I like to play everything as close to in order as I can, um, although I've jumped around with the journals to play shorter scenarios for weeknights, save the longer ones for weekends. Still, this one, even at seven turns, might be a long one. Got a lot of counter density. The more counter density you got, the longer it takes. Every tank you have, you're adding minutes to each turn. I got out the pieces, and I have laid them out on the scenario card or sheet of paper. I keep mine in the three-ring binders. Probably everyone else does that also. And I'm going to start trying to set up. Um, first, looking at this group. You'll, I guess if you're going to file this, you're probably going to want to get out your journal. I don't know which year this came from, but it's 80, J-86. And look at the pieces and look along with me and set your board up. It's got overlays, um, a river, open ground. It's very much open ground boards. You're looking at 1933-16. Lots of open ground, grain, grain and season. That's the first question, I guess. Uh, August 1944. And grain is in, no, September, August, September. Yeah, grain is in season because August comes before September. So, uh, the first group up is two squads, four, five, sevens, nine, neg, one, eight, neg, one, eight, oh, light machine gun, Piat, radio. They are going to be around hex, less than three hexes from 33R8. That's the building, the two hex building. That means that'll have a single story, or a ground level and a first level. So, I'm sorry, ground and first level. The radio is there. I guess I'm going to put that with the 8-0. My thinking is the 8-1, neg 9-1 will be needed to direct fire or to rally troops. That's um, a small amount of troops. Looks like the tanks are going to set up less than 3 hexes from 33N5. 33 and 5. 33... And five, they are in an orchard surrounded by a lot of open ground. Less than three hexes from 33 and five. I don't like that. I'd like them somewhere else. Well, I guess they can move during the game. And there uh, are two 57L anti tank guns and crews can go on board 33 on or west of H. Got to figure out what direction west is. North is toward 19. So I tend to just flip my scenario card quickly because I'm slow and figure out which direction's what. So pointing north to 19, south, east, west. These set up west of H. Now well, they have some options. Looks like there's a lot of open ground immediately west of H. And then that orchard. Then that little clump of buildings. And then this big old grain field back here. Hmm, Don't know what I'm going to do with them yet. I'm first going to just look at... I I tend to look at these as groups. So I'm just going to go with... Looking at that first group. Two squads. The leaders, the PI, the light, and the radio. Let's put... First, let's cite that that radio going to be calling in an 80mm high explosives and smoke don't forget that smoke I seldom use my smoke to best advantage during the game Uh, you'll want to maybe use it to cut off a whole lot of line of sight out there you're going to be facing some a bunch of measly shermans against some tiger uh, what are they PZ panzer 5's panthers 5G's panthers So I guess we want to look at, can the 80mm mortar do anything to these panzers, panthers? answer is, I don't think so. Um, To find that out, you can find the IFT table, uh, look at the firepower of the OBA at 80, and it's... Uh, 16 firepower. And, yeah, at three or less, you're going to get a KIA. And that's going to be very effective. You're not going to get a neg. There's a chart, a table on the charts, indirect fire versus armor-firing vehicle, C1.55. It has a FFE sign by it. Look for that and see that all armor factors less than or equal to 4, if the if the Panther has that, it gets a neg 1, not the case. If it's open-topped, it gets a neg 1, but not the case. So, if all armor factors were greater than 8, but not the case, it would get a plus 1. Um, so in this, in this situation, I don't think that's going to be very helpful. The smoke, would that hinder movement? I think it might. Maybe better to look at these 14 SS squads coming at you from the east edge on turn one and think about maybe laying down Harassing Fire, which actually, honestly, I don't think I've ever used it. On uh, the times I should have used it, I've always forgotten. I'm probably thinking a little extra hard since I'm making this podcast. Uh, so, Harassing Fire, you can expand the width of the OBA and half the firepower again, so I think that's what I'm gonna look at i to place this radio an eight o liter I like I don't know what do I like um less than three hexes from thirty three r eight You could go to an upper level in r eight I'm sorry in r 6 and 7, they're at first floor, because R8 is actually this concrete building by this road intersection, or along this road on board 33, and upper level problem is the Orchard, I believe, is going to mess up your line of sight shooting down through it, or directing, oh, I'm directing OBA, so that's going to certainly not give me line of sight down to lower level units. If I go through the orchard and if I turn around and the Germans flank me on the left, I can't see down below that woods, the nearest woods to that building, R8 on board 19, those woods. I think that's going to mess it up. And you've got a smaller orchard and a couple woods hexes to your upper left. And, um, you know, I've set my board up facing. With me sitting on the west side looking at the east so I can see the Germans come across up there by numbers 33 that's printed on the board and number 16 that's printed on the board. If you want to set it that way, uh, you can understand what I'm saying. My left flank and so on. I'm not going to go to an upper story, so what other option do I have now? Maybe I'll end up back at the upper story. Uh, P8. On the ground... He a good line of sight to the front to cover anyone that enters on board 33. I'm afraid he's going to enter flanking force left or right. Well, take it back. If I'm up a level on in R6, level 1, I can see off to the right there over the hedge on board 16 and over that grain field. That would be an effective area to try and drop this into. I won't lay down a line of sight thread right now, but I'm estimating somewhere between you know the building and O three on board sixteen, and across all the way to hex U three might be visible. E two, we have to call it in, and then make, see if it's on, and then adjust it. So I'm not sure if he'll run across there before we can get that done. Straight ahead from R6, you might draw a line of sight across over to so oh, board 33 F10 ish area. That's the air conditioning to come on. I think I'm going to just continue. It's a really hot day, so I'm going to just endure the sound of that air conditioner and maybe speak a little louder for you. So, where to put this guy right now? Let's throw him up on R6 level one. Um, I guess he could always move quickly to R. 8-P-8, somewhere. He could run through the woods on board 19 and get a line of sight and cut off some over there if he has to. will probably just get shot, though. So, let's just do that for now. Picking up the Piat. Got it with a squad. Do I want to deploy? Now, remember, the you can deploy 10% of your forces if you're British at the beginning of this scenario and set up. So, what's the benefit? You can't You lose a couple of firepowers because the half squad can only... If he fires the Piat, he can't use his own inherent firepower. If it's with the 447, it could fire off the 4-shot as well as the Piat. LMG is with a 447. I don't know. You're going to have a lot more troops to put up, too, according to Special Scenario Rule 7, which will place them around these boards. On um, thirty-three, nineteen, and sixteen in small groups. So for now, let's throw that up. PIAT uh does not have backblast, so you don't have to have it in a uh orchard, woods, behind um you know that kind of thing to avoid the back blast. So you can fire from a building. It still has to be within three hexes of R eight, one, two, three. I guess I could drop it on board nineteen and P9. For the moment. Any tanks try and flank around in my rear, perhaps he'll get lucky and move through to the woods and kick off a side shot, which might take out those Panthers because a Piat kill number, I'm looking it up on the chart. Heat to kill. High explosive anti-tank. Piazza 15. Not great, but not bad. And the side armor of those tanks is a 6. That ought to kill it, but from the front, those tanks, uh, at best, are an 18. going to have to get a lucky with a weaker turret. Circled 18. That signifies a weaker... Is it hull or turret? How can I forget that? It's a turret of 14. Yeah, weaker turret. And I'm going to try and get everything right on this... Podcast for you, but I'm not going to. So remember, I'm just kicking out some ideas and suggestions, and may get some rules wrong. But the circle is a weaker tur- turret superstructure. So, Piot, yeah, go go for the side shot with that. Um, jumping over to those 57L guns, their kill number is a 15. Gonna need a side shot. Sherman 76 LL is going to be much better as you're guessing. It's a 23. I could take it out the Panthers from the front. The other Sherman's at 75 with an asterisk on it in front of it, which I think is going to mean is that the C notes? red to hit numbers pre-44 or is it indicating the multiple hit on doubles? I'll have to check that out Just before I finish my setup with the 75 Is a 14. It's not going to get those tanks from the front. So you're really looking for side shots in this game against those Panthers. And jumping back to my little infantry group I'm setting up, the 457 with the light machine gun. Let's see. uh, You could think Fire Lane. Look for a spot to lay a Fire Lane down. Uh, It wouldn't be big, but it's a lot of German infantry. So what if we jumped into Hex... L-10 right, oh I can't do that. Three away from R-8. One, two, three. Uh, can't do much. Fire lane, of course he could move into a position later. I have to see where the German sets up. So if I wanna stay flexible with him, should I just go on R-8? There's an option, throw a leader on top of him. Uh, the eight neg one, put the nine neg one out with that Piat on my left flank. Drop the 8 and egg one on top of the 447 and the light machine gun and R8 for the moment. And then consider moving. It's an option. Again, I'm not saying it's the best. But you got all those other troops to go yet. So let's see where they end up, and then I can rearrange those. Uh, it's the only way I can see the whole board at once by putting these out in pieces and then double-checking with each other. I'm going to go for this big mass of 15 infantry, and look at special scenario rule seven. Each rifle platoon is composed of three, four, five, sevens, one, two, four, seven, one light machine gun, one mortar, and one PI. Each platoon sets up less than or equal to two hexes from its designated hex. So first of all, let's break these into platoons. Made of two squads. Is that what I read? Three squads. Three, four, five, sevens and one, two, four, seven, one LMG. Okay, I just laid out my platoons. I got five of them. Put a light next to each stack of three, and then set out a light machine gun on the top squad. Set him above the little stack. And so each platoon gets their light machine gun. What's the half squad for? Well, you could take the Piat, the Traveling Tank Hunter, I just kind of prefer them with mortars. Because my mortar is more likely going to have a better range when I get out the right mortars. You have to look closely at your mortars. I got out the Airborne Mortars. Their range is 2 to 8. But, yeah, I thought these squad should have a, f- a 2 to 11. So I'll have to switch out my mortars. I won't do it right now. Oh, I got a couple, uh, 1 to 11 in here and any minute. Wasn't even consistent myself last night digging out these pieces. But I'll put the mortar on the half squad because the 211 range is going to put them out of range of the infantry firepower. So just have it be a mortar. A lot of open ground out here to look at. The, that means I put a piat with a squad each. I'm not I'm not deploying anything extra. Again, I'm not sure that's good or bad. Um... And I have these to go in places. The one platoon goes on board 16, 33 M-9. These must be the platoon's na- designation. 17th platoon, 18th platoon. So let's put a group at 33 M-9. i to start that off. I like to just stack it together. 33 L-M-9. Okay, they're taking that front leftish flank with the... guarding the front left with the little woods and orchards there. Next platoon, stack it back together. After distributing the Piat's lights and mortars. This 17 platoon is going to be on 33J4. H-I-J-K. I always have to say the alphabet <laughs> when I do this because I'm slow. And the... Next platoon is 18 platoon, 16 L-10. I'm placing that in 16 L-10. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're looking at that group you just placed out. Well, I don't know if you placed it out there, but you're looking at Hex-33J4, and you're saying, "Uh, what kind of cover are they going to get with uh, the open ground out there? And the answer is they're going to be entrenched, I think. Special rule is moist, no wind. Just ignore that for now. The overlays are already placed. The British MMC may be set up entrenched trench if in appropriate terrain. Uh, off uh, hand, I'd say not appropriate terrain might be the stream, where if you dig in a trench, they'd all drown. Uh, maybe the houses where the floors are wood and concrete. It's hard to dig in there. Um, I believe orchards are fine. Grainfield should be fine. You can entrench in woods for sure, open ground for sure. So you'll be able to lay out a trench line. Problem is, where are they going to route to? But let's get to that later. Looking at next platoon is 7th platoon, 19N9. 19N9. First of all, I just placed them there in the woods. Great. That's what I was hoping for. My last platoon, 16T10. Where's that going to be? JK, a T-10, okay. T-10? It's awful close to that other platoon. and six... Do I have this right? Nine... No, I'm not right. I'm not correct. 16... I was looking at 19. 16 T-10 makes more sense. Woods, on board 16, covering the right flank. So that's nice. That's probably what I would have done anyway. Probably... And when you find some things in the setup that doesn't look quite right, sometimes you're reading the rule wrong, or sometimes you're not re- reading the scenario carefully with the direction they come from. I have this wheat field placed across the road on boards, between boards 16 and 33 up there by hex I-10 and G-10. that's it's placed there across the road. I'm assuming I'm. it's got to be an error. But I'm just kind of going with it right now. I double-checked it. Thought I set it up right. Next, I'm going to look at... Probably distributing those now. Now, looking at the left side... My left flank on board 19. I have that group. What do they do? I suppose I want to lay my mortar down... I don't really want to be in the woods. Oh, I moved the whole stack off, and I forgot where they go. So... Always leave a squad in there and memorize that number. This group is for 19N9. Okay, let's leave a squad in there. I'll focus off of that. So, two away. I could put the mortar up in P8, giving him a good field of fire out there. Danger is, he's going to be getting shot at, but I guess that's what happens. Uh, light machine gun, I like up front. Oh, 08. Uh, perhaps a. Fire lane, or just take some shots out there at neg twos. Hope for some low rolls. Hope for a rate of fire, but not likely. The light, better chance with the mortar with rate to of fire, too. The Piat and a squad. Well, now I'm thinking of breaking down a squad into two half squads with this Piat, but it's such a long range. I already placed a Piat there for my starting group. So, I don't know. The range on a Piat three, not real good. I think this is because it's spring fired and not doesn't have any explosives in there to shoot the shell out. Spring loaded, but a range of three—that's going to be tough to get a hit. Those tanks can run right around him. Maybe leave him. Nah, just go in eight right now. And I got my extra squad. T nine. Let's move him somewhere. How about with the nine-egg one from the other group? Now I got a good leader in there to rally up. You can rally up in the interior woods hexes. That looks good. You can entrench. I'll put all my entrenchments in later, but I would entrench those guys in the front row of that woods for sure. Where's my mediums in this game? Don't have any mediums. Don't have any heavy machine guns. Disappointing, but... Going toward my next group up there in M nine on board thirty three. Let's leave a squad marking M nine in the open ground there. Within two. Possible to run a line of is it trenches? May set up entrenched. B twenty seven point one if in appropriate terrain. Does that mean trenches or does that just mean foxholes? I'm assuming it means Trenches. I'm going to pause this while I check out the rule. Having taken a quick look at the... Very quick, wasn't it? (laughs) Um, At the rules. Of course, trenches cannot be put on except by scenario OB. But entrenching means foxholes. These guys have probably just got into this area. They have to dig out some quick foxholes. They don't have time to dig trenches across. Everyone should know that. So, let's place them where... Well, the mortar... Now, the problem with the woods, you get this Neg-1 for OBA, and the Germans are going to blast you with 150. Yeah, kids, 150. millimeter rocket OBA resolved the first German prep fire phase. So some group is going to be wiped out. So you're going to need to move reinforcements, and it's dangerous, I guess, to clump up And I forget how wide Rocket OBA is. If it's like harassing, or if it's normal, I'll look that up later too. Um, After I set up, and then see. Wow, I am in a horrible position here. I have to change this. Uh, No, it's just gonna. Might be really dangerous. The German player simply places an FFE1 and resolves the attack. There is no FFE2 or C. This is from Special Rule Four. There's no line of sight or battery access or artillery request or error determination. They simply place the FFE and resolve the attack. So it's going to hit somebody hard. So in those foxholes, I think I gain a plus 2. I don't have those counters out either, but a plus 2 against OBA. And a woods is a minus 1, which would reduce it to a plus 1 total. So I don't like the woods at all. Yet I'm in that woods on my left flank. I want to get the foxholes put in for the later infantry and tank battle. So I guess my mortar should be... I don't know. Somebody's going to die. Um, L9. Not in a woods. Two hexes away. I'm still really tempted to hit those woods in L10. And the one next to it. So if I put my light back on board, 19, U10, and then the Piat. I guess I could just set up, I don't know. It's probably not going to get a side shot anyway. Maybe I should throw it on the number two on that overlay. But I'm all clumped up again. And then the squad that was left in m 9 I don't know, put it on the 1? On that overlay, he may get a shot off over the stream to the left in the open ground. Should he survive? Two seven Os set up on or west of H. Uh, anywhere. So these guys are some rallying dudes. I guess before I place these two, I should look at... Well, I don't see anyone in there to rally the group around M10... And there won't be any leaders with that front group or the two right groups after I spread them out. So let's hold off on that for a second. Two leaders back in that initial group, so one of them will probably end up going up to the left. So these two 7-0s are going to be needed on the right. I have decided it. So let it be written. So let it be done. Now I'm going to the T-10 group on the right flank. I'm um, leaving a squad to mark my place, picking up my half squad and mortar. Well, I got to get over that hedge, so let's entrench in T8, giving me a good line of sight. Although, even better line of sight, R9. Going straight ahead, I think I pick up a little more. Yep, I sure do. Now I can see straight down that hex spine, up toward the number 16 on the board. Which would be hard to hit, and and the left of it hard to hit from T8 because the hedge's going to block your line of sight. Uh, light machine gun four five seven. I don't know, just fire lane somewhere along there. Seven hexes. I get, he might make a nice fire lane from S9, but then they're next to each other. Why not go T8 right now? He has to. He can shoot down the S8 R7 hex row. Up to seven. Can they do a fire lane at double range? I doubt it. Um, so that's not going to do much. But if, if the Germans try something swinging way out to the right, I don't think they will. He uh, could do a fire lane from T, down the T row. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out to T1. The Piat, yeah it ain't going to get much. But he's free to get up and move through that grain on the right-hand side. And then he'll be within some hexes of some tanks, perhaps, to get a shot. But for the moment, we're going to put him in the house. In the house, T9. Why the house? Why not make a foxhole? The house is plus two. Foxholes plus two. I don't know. I'll just go in the house. And then the squad in T10. We could... I don't know. Where else do you want a, a, a foxhole? Maybe... Get a safe routing path from R9, which might be critical to the house or the woods. You may want to put him in S10 and he can put his foxhole there. Perhaps make a little routing path. Let's just do that. And then looking at the L10 guys, leaving my squad in L10, so don't forget the woods out there. Then you get the neg one on the OBA hit. Mortar, how about the mortar just sitting in K-9? That's the woods. How about K-1 on board 33? And you can see across to the right, you can see across to the left, and of course everybody out in that area can all get a shot at him, but I'm going K-1 right now. The light machine gun Might be needed out there to pick off some Germans. I don't know. Are you going to have grain cover and stuff? They might come right up there. Might be smarter to stay closer together. Then you're sitting ducks for the OBA. I don't know. M10 for the moment. And then the Piat N9. Put them in a little row across. Looks like they can be supported from this other group and then that front group, where are they going to go within two hexes? I, I'm just guessing they're designed to be spread out. Sometimes there's a design to these things. When you guys make the scenario, it's pretty obvious, you know, who, who should carry what and that kind of thing. But let's just spread it out a little with the mortar leaning toward J5 Piat. Getting side shots. He may want to go out to J2. They had to start in J4. Leaving the other squad. With the lights. In J3. That might help spread them out. Leaving J4 open. In case of OBA attack. 150 mm rocket. Then the 7-0. One of them I'll just plop in a woods. T10. On board 16, 16, and a 7-0. Where are those guys going to route to from that front trench line? That is crazy. But they have a bunch of tanks with them, don't they, eventually? So where are they going to route to? Nearest woods or building away from known enemy. You don't know where the enemy is going to be. They'll have to go one way or the other. They'll probably end up near these woods on N ten on board sixteen. Why not just throw them over there? Because you're gonna probably move your eight and egg one up to that left side. So now you got the two seven on the right side. I just don't like it. Makes a nice little hedgehoggy kind of shape, but I just don't feel real good about that. Luckily the enemies only got fourteen squads and a lot of open ground, I'm sure he's going to be complaining about when he gets here tonight in a couple of hours. So let's look at these two anti-tank guns. West of H on board 33. West of H on board 33. Well, you want to be out as far as H. Oh, these are going to be concealed. These are going to be concealed. I mean, these are going to be hidden initially placed in concealment terrain right? And everything else can going to be covered up with a question mark, because he's coming from off board. So, where are you going to hide these guns? H7 is some possibilities. He can shoot to the right and the left. It's out in front of the troops. He may forget it could be there if he doesn't read the scenario carefully. I'm probably not going to emphasize that to him. Let him make that mistake. That'll allow my gun to get a side shot in. It might be real good to protect that left side. I just have a feeling... He's going to come from the left. Actually, I think he's going to come from the right now because of all that grain giving him a lot of cover. So he might try and zip in there and blow off that side. So if, if you can go on board... If you have to be on board 33 with these guns, M5 in the front of the Orchard gives you some a good line of sight down a hex row, but all the way off on board 16. And not through grain, but it's only one hex row. You cannot set up on the half hexes on that flank because you're not allowed to set up on board 16. You have to set up on both boards to be able to set up in the half hexes. I believe that is correct. I'm going to look at hex L9, the orchard where I have a mortar right now. On 33. And think that's not going to give me a side shot. Um, P8, the building, no, too much cover around that. Back here in S8, the building may be... Well, what about just in the grain field? This big old grain field in the back. On the edge of one, BB1. Now... would he come riding his tanks around to the rear or not? I'm going to go back to H7. Try and hit him early. Try and hit him on the side, and I'm going to anticipate a move toward the right, my right flank, and hope I'll hit somebody in H1, 2, you know, I don't know. Maybe even as he's crossing, depends where he comes in. He stays way off to the side. I'm not going to get a shot with that puppy. I can lure him in there. He may want to come at my tanks over in this orchard. And he may end up sitting with a side shot at him. If it need be, I can turn it to the left. And cut off across the stream there with some nice side shots, and that's one gun. Through with it, I'm facing it toward hex G6 for covered arc. There's no bore sighting. Remember, you should be bore sighting your weapons. I think it's mortars, and I know it is guns, and I don't know about tank guns. I don't think I know guns, machine gun, heavies, and mediums should be bore sighting. And I take guns for sure. I have to look up the rest. The special rule six. I, I cannot sight. Oh, by an armored fighting vehicle is not applicable. Oh, I thought these cannot sight. So I need to pick a hex to sight soon. I won't do it right now. Um, don't know. Any hex may be as good as any other out there in all that open ground. No, he's not going to be channeled to a kill zone. So let's not even think about it for the moment. Just pick one. I'll put in my other anti-tank gun. I don't know. All right, let's just drop it in. You can always move these things later. They have a great rate of fire three. There's special ammo on the back. You should always look at your counters when you're setting up. See if I can decipher this on the back. Quiz show time for Dave. Um, high explosives of seven. Okay, R1, that's the repair number on it. Uh, asterisk, that must come from the front where the 57L is underscored. That means no high explosives. If it was overscored, A comes before H. Overscored, it would be no armor piercing. This is underscored, no high explosives. Obviously, it's an anti-tank gun. Then the asterisk sends you to the back where you see HE7 F3, Um, high explosives number of 7. So you roll to hit, you get a 7 or less, you have the high explosives, and you use it on that shot. If you roll an 8 or more, you ignore the roll and re-roll. Great chance to re-roll. It's maybe worth taking this when you have low odds of hitting. Your second roll may end up being a 3. H, if it's less than 7, you have high explosives and can try again on another shot. Now the F3 is interesting Oh, it's got to be February of 43, I'm guessing. I'll have to look that up also. It wouldn't be in France. Um, I'm pretty sure February of 43. Yeah. And then 8 and 44 plus. So they got this high explosives added in here. February of 43 and 8 or less... Roll that, and you get high explosives. It got better after 1944. It pumped in the ammo. And then the D is... I don't know what D is. I failed the quiz show. Can I find it on my infantry fighter table chart? My QRDC. Is that what this is even called? I'm just looking around. AP to kill. APCR. APDS is D. APDS... Yes, I see it on chart C7.32, APCR, APDS, in the very bottom entry. APDS, parentheses, D. So it has armor, piercing, discarding, sabbat. What that means, I couldn't tell you, even though I read it a couple times. Uh, Some kind of special armor at a close... Oh, Okay, then you look across the chart. APCR, APDS to kill. I'm looking at D6... Well, I'm going to need bifocals soon, folks. How about you? January 44 in Europe. J4E. This is quite the quiz show. And it goes up in 45 to a number of 7. I'm betting I'm right. January of... Or would it be June? No, I'm going to bet that's June. If it's January, why wouldn't you just say 44? So this must be June 44 in Europe. And then the number goes up to 7 in 1945. More APDS. What does APDS actually do? Looking at the chart. 57L. Find it across the top. 57L. Why can't I find it? 7. There it is. D. Is that it? D57L? Well, I don't see another one. Above the 18. So the skill number might be an 18. I'll have to go to the special rules on these guns before I play tonight, and you will too to have to see if I'm correct. 18 kill number. Well, the regular 57L has a 15, so that increases my kill number by 3. That means a turret hit might penetrate on a, maybe a 4 or less or something <clears throat> against the Panthers. And at a range of 0 to 1. I get a plus one case D to kill number change to the, the kill number. So we'll jump to a 19. They come right at this guy. Fire the APDS. You're only, before you get overrun, maybe at that tank front, hope for a turret hit, and up that kill number 19, five or less. Hmm. Okay, I think I covered that chart. And the back of the counter again, jumping back to that. QSU is a quick setup. This means something. The X6, of course, means when you're repairing this gun, it'll be eliminated on a 6. and Throw it off the board. Uh, manhandling number back to the front under ATM number 10. The White circle. Quisho means it's a small target. So you add one when you sh- the tanks shoot at it. Uh, Rate of fire three excellent. It's an L star. Must have meant see the back underline. We did. It's a six pounder. And M ten is a manhandling number of ten. I think you have to roll like a ten or less then. And you look at the chart. Uh, great little manhandling chart on your QRDC gun manhandling modifications. You can run right through those factors. You'll see. it Should be easy for you to figure out how to move this gun. It also tells you if you make the roll. Equal to it, no further movement. And if it's less than it, you succeed and may continue movement. You can only go like two or three hexes. I think you. I don't know if you can double time or not. I always have to look that up again. Um, if you roll more than that manhandling number, the move fails with those modifiers. So where to put this guy? Back to that question. I'm holding my second, and I take it in my hand. I'm going to. Oh. The grain, oh yeah, maybe the grain in one on board 33, i won. he's out there in the front again, he could, now which way do you face him? Do you face him off the right flank, then you gotta go through a grain, hex, and maybe even three hexes to hit a tank out at I4, going through there. Oh, no. I don't know, I hate add any pluses, trying to shoot at a moving tank already. I suppose, let's face him the other way. Let's assume some tanks come up and he wants to overrun my front left flank and he hits some tanks in I-8, I-9, maybe the other side of the river, Y-9, he might stop there. I, you know, I suppose a lot of players would say, hey Dave, why aren't you counting the movement hexes? It's a, The Panthers got to move a 15. If they're crew exposed on the road, I'm pretty well screwed. They're going to fly right right down the flanks. If he's going to take the grass, open ground, 1, 2, 3, one, two, three 4, 5, 6, you know, count in from the board edge, pick any spot, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, or any 15. He could get right into my midst here. But, you know, so then he's likely, if he wants to fu- you know, shoot on in to these adjacent to all these guys. he might be stopping at K-10. He might be stopping uh, further away at uh, H-9. I don't know how Rick's going to play it. This is where knowing your opponent is some good advice. Once you know them, they get predictable. Anyone plays me knows my guns are going to be hidden out there in the flanks most likely. And then you try and mix it up. Okay, now I'm going to put him in with my group by the buildings. Just noticed my sniper's sitting here all forlornly looking at me. actually he's aiming a gun kind of at me if I look at him but I'll just stick him out there. Now, what would you do with him? I don't know. Place him anywhere. No one's on board, right? So I could place him anywhere, is that correct? And he'll just start shooting people. I guess, is there a side you want to protect more than another? The left flank, even though it doesn't have the grain cover, it is closer to the objective, Germans win at game in if they control building. 33 R8. Always reread your scenario conditions. Always reread those. Don't blow a game by not knowing your scenario victory conditions. Well, I never have done that myself. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I never have done that. But I know I've been surprised by other things I haven't read. Oh, you can enter Germans there? Didn't know that. Um, So, better reread that. Uh, Germans enter... Along the east edge, both groups, I'm safe. He's gonna come from across the table at me. Sniper, so let's put him protecting the left flank. I don't know, just R7. I mean, you guys got a better idea, tell me. What we typically do in our game is line up your sniper number one along the number at the top. Okay, look at board 33 and 16. Most of the labels in the hexes, like Z4. W two are to the toward the right. Um, we put number one facing that direction. One faces toward the number in the hex. If you put him out here on board nineteen, it is backward. He's facing away from the number, but the majority of the board is that way. This and we just agree on this as a house rule. Your sniper is always facing that direction. So when he gets moved a little, he's still facing that direction. All right. Makes it easy. Cuts out on some arguments with your more argumentative friends. And now I got stacks of tanks. Stacks of tanks. Nine tanks against six. (laughs) And unfortunately, his tanks are just killers. Let's look at his tanks. Yeah, look at your enemy's stuff. He's got a 75 LL on that tank. 75 LL... Looking on my chart, twenty three to kill. <laughs> Look at your armor; it's an eleven and a four and a six because of the box on around the four. And I guess the eleven would drop to an eight in the front on the Sherman V Cs, Sherman five C's. So they're going to die on any hit at all. And your other Shermans are 8s, 4s, and 6s also. They also are going to die on any hit at all. And then you have these trucks, which I don't understand why they're here. Usually they're in the game for a reason. Um, They can tow the T number of 9. I don't know the rules about towing very well, so can that tow those guns to a new location if needed? Probably. I'm going to have to look that up. Keep them close to the guns or on roads so they can zip up to the guns quickly. Maybe load them up and move them. Or they can be troop movers. They have a, a 14 portage points. So they men can load in them and move across. Sometimes it's just faster to run on a short board, but this looks like a lot of space, so I'm not sure using these little movers is going to be the best thing or not. So I'm going to just, um, for now, set them aside, pick up my tanks. They have to set up um, less than three hexes from 33 and 5, so I'm just going to drop them around and 5, the little Shermans, and 6, and 4, and 3, and 05, N06, and, and I have these killer tanks. Um, M5, P3. Um, within two hexes of what? N. Oh, let's say three hexes from N5. Lm to N5. Well, three hexes away. One, two, three. Put you right in that walled enclosure. What do you gain in that walled enclosure, kids? Haul down. Any haul hit bounces off of the vehicle. I have had tanks survive for a long time in that thing. Then he gets a nice shot to the left and to the right at the hedge. The left across the stream. Uh, through the little orchards there. To the left. Uh, straight ahead. going to be hard to hit through those orchards. But I'm putting one of my best tanks right there. 76LL. Uh, I put the other one out front. Right now, I don't know why. Maybe let him be hit first, or let him get shots off first at a moving tank. Um, I think the German's going to have to deal with those guys. He can't let them come around behind him, and from a side. So he's just going to have to deal with those. So he's probably gonna. They're going to probably lure some of his tanks up, hopefully where I can kill him with those fifty-seven guns hidden. Now. I think that's my only hope from the front and my OBA. Maybe laying smoke in on my own tanks. There's an option. Cover him with smoke, and then I can move out of that smoke later. I can smoke the German. Uh, Let him shoot out of smoke be even worse. But, of course, he's so fast with his tanks, he can drive right out of the smoke. And I've just probably messed up lines of sights for my little mortars and little machine guns and things. So, I don't know. This is going to be a big game this evening. All these truck things, they are, I guess they're trucks, yeah. 15 CWT, 15 karat trucks. are made of gold. I uh, know, CWT, yeah, I don't know. So those, where I put those, you know, I, when I don't know, I usually just stick them out of the way. You can go to S7, they might get hit. Oh, wait, they got to be within three hexes also. Yikes, there's a concentration for his rockets, isn't that? Isn't that sweet? hmm <laughs> Wow. So, I don't know. Stick them in the back. P4. P5. One, two, three. I guess I can go all the way out to 08. Just stick them out there in the open. And these are unarmored vehicles, so... I don't know. I think I'm just gonna leave it for now. I, this thing to think about is, do you turn all these tanks facing to one flank or the other? so they're prepared to go right into motion and move out of there to a new position. Maybe you split them in two. Uh, you have to see what the German does. But If you set them up facing one way, that saves you turning in place. So you can just start up and go, but it offers a whole side shots to any of his guys. Maybe you're going to plan to leave some of them in place in the front row. Front five vehicles. Moving... The other three, maybe leave three in place, move four, keeping that one guy hold down, uh, out. you got to try and flank those tanks. It's going to be interesting to see um, what not to forget. I guess I didn't look at my Shermans very well. Let's do a quiz show on that. Red, eight for the armor factor. is going to mean he's a large target. Great. So crew exposed or buttoned up. I think i got a crew exposed to fight him here. Uh, If I'm crew exposed, though, against that rocketry, that probably has the neg. No, it says open top down refining vehicle, neg 1, indirect fire. I don't think crew exposed might penalize him, but of course he's vulnerable to all the rifle fire, all the rifle shots. So looking at my Sherman 5A, in parentheses, meaning designating American vehicle. It's in British colors. I don't know what game I got this in. Red to hit numbers before pre-44. This is forty-four, so I get to use black. That's excellent. Smoke S eight is smoke of eight. Uh, Excellent. G is gyro stabilized, but is that by special rule? This means I can fire on the move. That may be key. Defeating those panthers. You can fire on the move without. What does the G mean? Without doubling your lower die roll. I'm gonna look it up on the, the hit table. Yeah, bounding fire, it's case C. Bounding fire based hit determination. Bounding fire case B, which means you add plus two. It's already on case B. For fire advanced fire phase without entering a X in that player turn, You still have to add case B, that's two plus the gun type stabilized gun is the G on the back, stabilized, plus one. My other option was being turreted or ST. T or ST plus two, and then non-turreted plus three. So that's a benefit. Every little bit's going to help. Maybe more to that. I'm going to re-read my gyro-stabilized rules before he comes tonight. And the next factor I'm looking at there is an SD6. It's a smoke dispenser. Six or less. I have to reread that every time I play those. Smoke Dispenser. SM is a Smoke Mortar. That would be like three hexes away. This dispenser might play Smoke in my own hex. It happens as a movement point. Don't forget, your tanks can go into motion when they see an enemy come toward them. That'll give the Germans a plus two at these things. If you're planning on moving them, do it right away. CS5 is Crew Survival 5, and it's in red. Red means they're subject to brew up catch on fire more often i think it's one number difference but i'll look that up again um white phosphorus of six wp-6 in june of 44 d-day and after white phosphorus you can fire it with your main armament so these can lay down smoke in a couple of fashions and you know white phosphorus hitting those germans out there is going to lay down a little bit of a smoke screen maybe to help you as well as to cause a morale check on the German troops. And if he crew exposes, oh yeah. I was thinking I'll crew expose and he won't. I got these mortars and things. And white machine guns. But if he crew exposes, an option might be hit him with that white phosphorus. I think the crew, exposed crew, might have to take a check. Morale check. That might be a sneaky trick. I go crew expose, and he tries to match it. I know he's not going to know I have white phosphorus. Rick's not going to check that. Um, and Rick doesn't own the rule booking. Rick's a great player, but I can take advantage of him. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be real nice, I'll point out to him. But I'd rather probably point it out by hitting him with the white phosphorus today. Cause he, I think he beat me the last couple of times. So I don't know, we'll see what I do. But that's looking at those tanks, looking at the seventy six LLs, Smoke Mortar of Eight survival of 5 again, high explosives of 7. Hey gee, where's that heat? High explosives anti tank of 7? Uh, 76LL. First thing I'm going to do before I look up the rule, I'm just going to jump to the heat table. And look at the gun sizes across the top. It does say 76 gun has a heat of 13 cell number, but the armor piercing... 76LL, 23, so I'm not getting something here, I don't think. uh It also has a D, that's that APDS again, with some numbers on it also, so that might help. 76LL, APDS, there's a 76LL, that's a Russian gun. Oh, the kill number jumps to 25. D76LL. See, there's two 76LLs on that chart. C7.32 APCR APGS to kill table. Look across, you'll see two of them. Don't be fooled by that brown one. It's coded to say the word Russian's brown also on my chart. Maybe not on the old chart, but that would be Russian. And the D76LL, I'm guessing that's what it's got to be. So it goes up to 25. Kill number. So now I can really take out those tanks from the front. Armor 18 seven or less average roll gonna be equal to a hit and anything less than that's gonna be a kill on that tank. So that is important. Use your smaller Shermans to hit the sides. Keep those are these fireflies I think they were called the Sherman. So these are like the fireflies the British had upgunned. gunned they put it like a gun from some kind of pounder or twenty five pounder or something into these tanks, American tanks. Why didn't we think of that? I guess we maybe did later with the Pershing. I don't know. I don't know. There you go. That's what my setup looks like right now. Is it the best? Certainly not. Is it horrible? No, it's not horrible. I'm not a horrible player, am I, everyone? So, uh, do you want set up like this? <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> and, hey, I'd love to hear some of you post or let us know. What I should be thinking about, so I could become a better player too, and uh you beginners, though it's probably helpful, and I still have some things left unresolved. I haven't looked at everything totally in relationship to everything else um I'm gonna take a break my I'm tired, my voice is tired, my brain is tired, and the best thing to do right now is step away from this game board, step away, go do something else i it's I have plenty of time before Rick comes over. And I'll come back to look at this again at the last minute and double check a lot of the rules that I was telling you I would have to look up and start to plan how to use them during the game. So that's my setup for the moment. I don't I may not come back and tell you about what I change at the end. Uh, or maybe I will. We'll see. But for now I'm gonna sign off and say hope you enjoyed it. Hello everybody, and I'm Dave and sitting Across for me is Rick. Welcome, Rick, to do... We finished the game, Frontal Assault, rather swiftly. We thought we'd give you a rundown since we made you listen to a big, boring podcast about my setup. First off, I realized that a harassing fire would only be one-third of the firepower, not half, as I mentioned earlier. Look that up, and you would use a blue FFE counters for that. And it goes two hexes away from the center spot. Um, I also realized the concealment placed is placed after the opponent sees the board set up at first. So some changes I made. Remember, I, everyone, I took a break from the game and then I came back to the game and looked at it with fresh eyes, and I realized that I should split. I should deploy some squads into half squads and use them to reinforce broken mortar crews. I set them up next to mortar crews so I could step in, advance in, and pick up the mortar. I'm surprised I forgot that the first time I set up. I pulled back my front line that I told you all I set up, I think, on along J. I pulled it back to K. And with the split squad, an extra half squad, I could create another foxhole in L4. And I think by doing that, I created a route path back, which I needed once in our game. You may remember I said that I would conceal before he could look at my board but as we found out i was wrong about that we realized that he can look at my whole force because he's coming off board then i cover up with um non ob assigned question marks and concealment counters and then he can enter also concealed after uh he sees my setup, though. So, those are some changes I made. I bore sided my guns, my anti-tank guns, my one in H7. I turned it around, and I bore sided the road on Y6. My logic for that was that he would, if he comes up that far, and I then I take a shot, no, I'm sorry, it was Z5, if he comes up with three tanks in a row, and then I pluck off the first one in Z5, if I get a good rate... I might be able to get side shots on someone else. He might turn them, but he'd panic, who knows. If he ended up stopping there, I'd be able to get maybe more than one. board 16, same idea. Maybe get a late shot through there with as little um, grain as possible. Although I never checked the line of sight on that. I hope it's actually there, but uh, if not, go for L4. Any tanks behind it might, I don't know, get a shot on him or something. And then... That was about the only changes I made. So, Rick, you came in, saw the defense. What were you thinking?
1: Well, I was thinking on both of the uh, flanks it was going to take me too long to get up to uh, to the objective, which was, what was it, uh, R8. R8. And uh, so I decided that I was just going to try and uh, take it right up in, in between the tackles, to use an old football analogy, and uh, try and split them in half and uh, – the the tanks when i rolled up uh, in the first turn well can i
0: say we excuse me we actually counted moving through this woods on my left flank if you still have it set up for the way i had it it would have taken like four turns to get down to somewhere around q q1 or a little beyond that to even start to cut across toward the objective so um in a seven turn game that wouldn't be quite a lot go ahead
1: Let's see, I moved up my uh, th- my three tanks mm-hmm. that I'd taken the first turn. I uh, moved them up and I had the misfortune of moving one of them right adjacent to, uh, to Dave's uh, anti tank gun. Well,
0: it was facing the wrong way. He was facing he was the wrong. Way. I stayed on the inside I of it,
1: right down the middle of the board with my tanks.
0: And actually, I had
1: some you know f- some fair success with those tanks. Uh, we ended up taking out for his as well. And before this was a rocket um, OBA. That's right, the rocket OBA which was fairly successful. We took out three tanks on that one as well. Uh, three, Was it three tanks? Or, yep, yeah, these three, three right tanks. here. Blazing wrecks, all of them. Problems I had, I moved the infantry up behind the... Well, I was a couple of hexes behind the tanks. Double-timed? I did not double time the first time around. Probably because? Have. And your thinking was? Well, my, my thinking was... To try and keep everybody together, uh, I did have the one, uh, some uh, cover uh, in that general vicinity. Trainings so I, did, out, so I, yeah, had, I was able to keep woods. some leaders in some woods. Uh, so that was my original thinking. I was going to do a double time the second time. That obviously didn't work so well, <laughs> the way things turned yeah, out. Yeah, the
0: double time on the second move, turn two, would have thrown him right up into this trench line, I think. Right. Or foxhole line on K. Um, so that could have worked right with these SS, you're thinking their morale's gonna make it, so. Well, and I also found out
1: tonight, which I didn't, uh, had forgotten that the, uh, the SS can cower too, and that, that hurt me once as well. Yes, while well, my <laughs> British
0: man did not with his stiff upper lip, old chap. Um, and Rick, Still
1: can't believe that the SS
0: cower, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he did mm, pin a lot of SS, which really just slowed it down yeah my morale checks weren't weren't
1: uh i was just was not hitting i was not rolling well so then i got stuck into uh dave's o b a the on mm
0: on my second calling call it in right which uh really pinned down uh, <laughs> and broke uh
1: broke well i actually took out my nine nine two liter correct
0: and, uh, forgot that already.
1: so i had my i had my leader split up on either side of the road going down uh what is it uh five and six or six yeah, right around row 06. And, uh. On board 33.
0: That's on board anything. 33. I don't know. It just, uh. I just was not. Started to fall apart. The interesting thing was this gun in H7, if we can remember this correctly, had to turn, adding the pluses non turreted in the woods. It was doubled, right? Plus six. Right. And an additional turn, so. And then it missed its shots. Um. Then, missed three shots. Well, yeah, then I had prep. Missed and missed. And then um, Rick's advancing fire with all these SS. Was like a 12 on the first one? 12 plus 2? Because yeah, yeah. I was in and failed. Then he prepped out a 24 plus 2 at me. The house rules for this house are the bigger the shot, the worse the dice roll. <laughs> and Rick rolled an 11, I think, on the 24 yeah. plus 2. Uh, making that a 13. I made a pin check or a one check or something with my crew. Um, Then I shot, missed his tank the third time was then, I think. It took out the adjacent tank. What I then countered did, since he had these three tanks kind of in a line around H in the center, moved a Sherman to the right, He blew it out, and then I moved another one up. Knowing I lose one, I right. Flanked him, so he had turned his turret that way. Then he turned his other tank's turret that way. Oh, I had a 76 LL and N2 that did take out his third tank right away, I think it was. Yeah. Then he took out my um, Firefly and N2 with the 76 LL with his other two tanks. Then I started this move going around, so we only had two left. They both turned their turrets to face my right flank, so I moved my other two Sherman's to the left and got side shots on his turrets at which point rick was really like okay you know well and my infantry was all bottled up so i didn't i couldn't be
1: moving them forward right so i had three
0: or four broken ones a couple pin ones they didn't quite get up there to be with the tanks
1: yeah and then so i was thinking on, on the second turn when i get the other three tanks that i was going to try and flank him on the sides and on the uh I brought one up on board uh, nineteen, up right along the uh, the riverbed there. And yeah, not that in, one was not open, in the riverbed, not in the riverbed. I stayed next to it. And I, was gonna out, I was going to uh, take out nine. I was going to try and take out the uh, uh, the the AT gun there. Was uh, coming up from the rear the way it was faced at that particular point.
0: And he moved his other one. On. And I moved another one thirty three. H-1. H-1. And what, who got that one? Well, let's go to any move. The third one, 16J9.
1: Right.
0: And uh, that third one, 16J9,
1: uh, uh, was right well, right in the line of sight of the uh, of the other AT gun.
0: Which... Right through the grain field. But I didn't fire yet because you still had this tank you were going to start up and move H-5. That's right. I'm either going to finally taken out your tank in H-6 adjacent to my... Left gun, and then he started up the tank next to that in H five, which I had the acquired on it from the side on the turret. Right. Now I wonder, when you start up, should you have turned your turret to face me? No, I think I'd still get the shot I off just, before. You have to start
1: before you right?
0: You start. Yeah, it has to be a point expended. Yeah, I just wonder if you could have turned that first. But anyway, you were going to go that direction, so yeah. you were going to have to offer me. a well, I think a side the way shot. I think
1: the way you shot that one, I think even if. Uh on a turret, you still would have hit me.
0: But only on a side shot could I penetrate. So I ended up killing that one. And then my second tank over here in L8, Sherman that I used to go on your my left, was now free to fire at, that's what happened, H1, his right. new Panther that came up in turn two. And if you look at it, it ended up being a side shot by about two centimeters. Yeah, I think. And I luckily hit and took it out. And then I said, okay, I'm going to open up with that hidden gun through that little grain field into J9, the tank in J9, from my right side, anti tank gun. And sure enough, missed or hit it and then bounced. And then I had rate, hit it again, killed it. And at this point, it's turn two. I demoralized my opponent. There's a little... <laughs> I had one tank left.
1: And half of my infantry was broken. Yeah. I'd already lost a leader. And, yeah. Uh, um, and I was probably five turns from being able to uh, even think about getting up to that, up to the
0: building. So, right. And a lot of infantry to go through at that point. And my thought process at this point, since he came up the middle, is obviously move my group in the left-hand woods around 09 up to reinforce... The group along the river there, around M8 on board 33, well, for the left that's that. It's on the overlay. Or shift them into the houses right here, R8, R6, our, um, go up upper levels, right? laying all kinds of men spread all around there. Right. Throw them into these orchards over here. And then I had the group on the right started to move forward, the group from... XT9 on board 16 going up to support the group around L10 on board 16 and I held back a couple. And they were also going to run into this orchard in the center of the game or into the houses, you know, something to get back here. So, Rick would really, really faced a tough time with one tank left, three of mine left, including a 76LL, which could take you out front to front, right? So I think he's probably right to call it. It's 10 o'clock at night. Um, I was surprised we didn't make it to turn five or so before one of us, or six even to determine it, however. You know, normally I, don't, normally I don't
1: give in, but uh, this one I just don't see it. Uh, I just don't
0: see it happening no. at this point. Did I take casualties, a half squad or...? Um, well, oh, you took a lot full of full squad. I tried to run a piot oh, right. <laughs> through yeah. the open ground <laughs> to get a side shot on him before I took my Sherman's out there. So, of course, his SS with a range of 5 and firepower 6, two of squads just, just mowed that guy down right in the open. Yeah. That was a dumb move. Um, although, you know, of course that I made it. No, it's still a dumb move. Open ground, negative 12-shot, no.
1: I mean, the only other casual you just take there's an awful lot of blazing wrecks out, out there. Yes, but, uh...
0: Yeah, I think I only have three tanks left, right? Yeah, some hidden trucks laying around the orchard. Oh, well, my sniper took out a truck. Finally, <laughs> but you missed Watch those four about snipers because
1: yeah. they've rolled a lot of fours today. I just going
0: to say, who who rolled lower? Yeah. I did. Yeah. By a long shot? By a, well, a medium shot, at least. I um, think a long shot. Could be. A lot Could of fours be. that you missed on snipers, at least six of them, plus you. Getting pinned I rolled the a lot of I rolled a lot of
1: nines yeah. tonight, and yeah. you know, and with uh, rolls of eight, of eight mm-hmm. that was uh, no. that was killing me. Yeah, yeah. just yeah.
0: just barely broke them, or on one check, he'd roll a seven and become an eight, and he'd be pinned. And Dave was so,
1: Dave was smart by re DMing me as, as often as he
0: could. Oh, so thank you. Before, uh, good advice for players. Uh, if I had a mortars honed in near his broken SS, I, I just thought, well, I'm just gonna hit it again and put that plus four DM counter back on it for another turn. And actually he had three back here. He never got rallied. Surprisingly he never did. He never did. Still, and even
1: with even with leaders. Right. And so the neg one leader. Neg, neg neg one leader, neg two well no, I guess the neg two leader, leader he never was got a chance. He was nope. dead right away. So. Right away. first OBA casualty right yeah.
0: now. So there you go. Um that is frontal assault. You know, while I have Rick here, can you tell us a little bit about your yourself as a gamer?
1: Oh Dave uh geez, I long have we known each other? 18, 19 years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, he started talking me into it. I was an old army officer uh, when I first moved back to the Palatine area. And uh, so Dave was, oh, you should try this game out. And came out and I don't get to play it uh, as often as, as a lot of people that uh, play this game. But uh, uh, I enjoy the strategy of it all. And uh, Dave's been... Uh, Gracious enough to uh, to allow me to uh, continue on and teach me as we go. So.
0: And we, have, how many games do you think you've played? Uh, you know better than I, but it's got to be
1: it's <laughs> got to be over a hundred, I'm
0: sure. Mm, maybe it is now. I do have the record sheet where I do a little chicken scratch, um, counting off how many games I played against yeah. which opponent. It's who gonna won, be. But... It's
1: probably in that ballpark somewhere, seventy five to a hundred, I know we play at least four times a year, times twenty, times nineteen or
0: twenty. Correct, and sometimes even a lot I, more because there was some <laughs> there was some time when I'd come out and play with the uh, um, with your A S L group. Correct. Which so. um, also we would play on Fridays while Rick's wife was at work, right? Um, so I could go to his house and and had a lot of games there. Sometimes we hit.
1: It's yeah, more do. than four
0: a year. Oh, that. yeah, definitely. But,
1: that's why I say we—it's got to be over a hundred. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. And what would you? What What do you like about the game of squad leader? Well,
1: I I like to, uh, looking at it from the strategy standpoint. You know, from my old—I'm not as good at remembering all the rules. Dave's wonderful about that and letting me, uh, uh, you know, let me keep asking the questions. But uh, I enjoy looking at it from you know how would I attack this if I were really on the ground there. And uh, to be honest with you, this one right here, I probably wouldn't have ta- have attacked unless I had been given a direct order by by my commanders to say you must take this building with all the open ground and everything here. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes it's better to bypass things in the in the real world, but you don't know what's going on on either side of you as, as well, so that that's you know. Uh, there's the grand scheme. But what I really enjoy about it is really taking a look at it from that strategy standpoint. And you know, and getting together and just, you know, having a beer and hanging out and doing something different.
0: Yep, and being social. Yeah. Social game for us. Yeah. Otherwise we play virtual online. Yeah. Or we just go play <laughs> no. uh you know World of Warcraft and, and never talk to anybody in person. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Worst mistake in this game. I think you forgot something tonight, right? Didn't realize there was something. Out oh there. yeah, yeah. Which was definitely. Oh, uh, you know,
1: just assuming that there would be something hidden in that. Uh...
0: Well, the anti-tank guns. When I pulled right. them out. Right. You looked at. The... I didn't
1: look as closely at the uh, at the scenario as I probably should have, and you know some of that. You know, the, probably the big mistake was. Hey, look. Dave will tell you sometimes in the past. I've been slow to set up, and so I, I've been really focused in the last year or so to try and be quicker in my setup. And I took some shortcuts tonight, and that killed me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I guess that did because if Hetty looked and saw the AT guns and realized they could be on hex, um, I'd have figured. H or I would have, have. I would have figured a scan out. And went, I would have figured out
1: that that was one. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I would. This was
0: sneaky because it's in I the I don't brain. know if I would have picked that one. Yeah,
1: I might have picked it over here. Nope, had to be
0: on board thirty-three. Oh, okay. Back from H and back. See, I didn't
1: look that closely. Right. So So
0: then that might let other opponents know, okay, if he's going to be up front, the two guns would be there. Get some infantry in there first. Then roll the tanks up to the side shot areas. Um, Also, you did not exploit the over... When you brought on... When he brought on his fourth tank onto board 19, as we discussed earlier, along the stream, I thought... You would ask about overrunning, because Rick doesn't know the rules, actually, all that way. Well, he doesn't have the rule book, um, but he but he, but he still plays very well, but you didn't go ahead and move into the hex with the gun from the back. Yeah. Had, he, like, you you know, you move there, in here yeah. bypass in the woods, this is what Bob always does, Holmes from. You move this vehicle in here, he can't fire out. That was before he started up the one that got hit from over here. Right. So, anyway, he couldn't fire out of this hex. Right. So, and I don't know what armor facing when you put a vehicle it's called the vehicle bypass sleaze move or freeze move we think it's kind of sleazy, but as soon as you move in bypass that tank I I can not fire anyone but the tank that just came in yeah so you it know might that have that, been a that, that shot that, I don't that, know
1: yeah that would have been uh well just not being able to fire out would have been more would have been more important if if the one tank hadn't already been taken out that was sitting adjacent to it
0: no it it, it hadn't been yet. I think it had No, been. it had not, I guarantee it. No? The okay. one next to it did. But you had you had a, a good, sh- good shot at getting in there and saving that one tank. But I don't know if this yeah, one no, no, no. that moves in for the vehicle bypass would have died. Um, Bob knows those r- rules really well. Yeah, okay. Can go, okay, this guy has the opportunity to turn his gun, fire at the tank, but I don't know how you decide the armor factor. It's in the rules somewhere. So, anything else, Rick, you'd like to add to our little after-action report? Mm-hmm. That's what uh, they call uh, it, AAR. Yeah.
1: Good luck to anybody else that's got the... Uh... Germans. Not the Germans. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff out there to go through, but you know, I, I feel like I think it, I think it can be done. If, yes. with a little bit of luck and and support, and, uh, keep and the support. infantry with the tanks yeah. better. And yeah, I mean, I, I really was intending on keeping the tanks just there and just yeah, he was, was just firing too, up, and I was only two hexes ahead of them
0: so. but it was enough to give me the side shots I needed yeah. early in the game. Yeah, and anyone playing frontal assault may assault from the front. But do make sure that any of those concealment hexes by you are empty before you roll your tanks up in there. I think you'd have to do that. Because those things unleashed against the infantry by themselves, you start having this bow machine gun. I oh, I say bow. It's bow, right? Bow, machine, bow gun machine gun of three, coaxial five. That's an eight shot. Yep. And those things can pull up by the infantry, start laying in the eight shots. I often see those break the enemy squad's earlier than the gun, right? Right. 75 LL. So you got two ways of taking on a lot of infantry. So if you have three surviving tanks and all his are gone by turn four and five, you might be able to really put some damage to them um, and blast a hole through there and take that hex and hold it. Anyway, there we go. So we'll sign off right now. Thank you, And we will say... Roll low, and And may the dice be with you. Good night, everybody. Good night.